Welcome to the Speaking Light into Abortion podcast, where I talk about all the reasons it's possible for you to thrive after your abortion. I'm your host, Amanda Kingsley, and two years after my own abortion, I certified as a life coach so I could serve women after abortion in all the ways they've been deserving and lacking for centuries. Consider this your launchpad for finding strength and community in yourselves and in each other. Oh boy, I feel like I'm about to utterly fail at conveying um, some thoughts and <clears throat> and I'm going to try because every time I talk about it, maybe I'll find a little more clarity, maybe someone else will find a little more clarity, um, but I just got off a call with a dear client who our sessions, some we record, and this one we did did not, and part of me wishes we did, and then part of me is like, all right, well, because you didn't record, your task is to, to try and put it into words, but um, this particular client found me because of abortion work, and, and an abortion she'd been processing for decades, actually. Um, but our work has continued on to general life coaching, but anytime I'm general life coaching, whatever that means, (laughs) anytime I'm general life coaching, which is not the best way to describe what I do, but, um, with a, a client who has found me or knows about my abortion work, there's, we can be talking about relationships. We can talk, be talking about parenting, pet ownership, sports, careers, any of it. It doesn't matter. We often circle back to some, some foundation in our abortion stories. And so that happens with this client a lot. We're, we're continually making these connections between our abortion experience and our life experience and how we um how we make sense of the world of being human so the this call this um podcast i'm going to try and explain some of the things we talked about um and the reason you know <laughs> The reason I think I will probably title it We Need a Gray Heart Emoji um, is because so much of the conversation around abortion and my work in general and my life experience in general is um, is about this space in the gray, this space between black and white, this space where we are we have no other choice but to hold space for all the feelings, right? To um, to not get swept up in the desire to choose right or wrong, black or white, good or bad, um, love or, or hate. It, it's so much of my work is in that gray space. And... Um, one thing she said toward the end of our call is that the gray is love. Um, and 
And that's just it. The gray is love. And I think we need a gray heart emoji (laughs) because the gray is love. She's absolutely right. Um, And in that love is humanity. And in that humanity, we are celebrating and we are suffering. And I'm recording this on October 13th. Friday the 13th, and we are in the middle of witnessing horror in Israel and Palestine and really, honestly, all over the world because of it, Um, and it is so human to celebrate and so human to suffer and in that gray in the celebration and the suffering and the willingness to hold space for both which some people right now are calling neutrality or like there's this big kind of at least in my world and the people I surround myself with it's like this this strong desire to pick a side, the strong desire to understand someone's struggle and and want to celebrate with someone's win. Um, And there's this, this kind of voice that says, you can't be neutral. Like, stop praying for peace. Stop praying for both sides. Like, you have to pick a side. And and I'm honestly just watching both sides. I have Palestine, Palestine influencers in my feed. I have, um, and by influencers, I just mean that they have a social media presence. They are scholars, they are historians, they are healers. Um, and I have Israeli and Jewish um, influencers in my feed. And I really am allowing myself to take it all in and be witness to it all. That's really just what I'm doing is witnessing it all and and challenging myself to not pick a side. And that is not because I'm neutral. That is not because I don't care. That is not because I don't have an opinion. That is because there is a, there is a celebration and a suffering right now that I think needs, that's just begging to be witnessed um, from, from people from from humans um there's a humanity that we're being invited to pay attention to that is inside the gray the gray is love neutrality is not a lack of opinion it's not a lack of feeling it's not a lack of outrage it's not a lack of um i don't i don't have an x word but it it is It is love to be able to be, and this is where I'm going to move into the next part of our call, but like to be present to it all at the same time and to witness it and see 
that at the same time, someone can be celebrating and someone can be suffering. And as humans, we're all in this together. The peak of, like the point at which we're seeing something, there's a peak happening where we are all present together. Like our willingness to witness something together at the same time, no matter how we react to it, right? So there's this one moment where we are present together in an experience, whether it is an, ex- uh, an experience of, um, of celebration or suffering. There are these moments in our humanity where so many of us are present. And then the presence has a different feeling for everybody, right? Because some, everyone has a different story, a different experience that they're coming to that moment with. And then, but there are these moments where we are present together. And some of us are feeling pain and some of us are feeling um, gratitude and some of us are celebrating and some of us are, are falling apart. But the real humanity is that we're all feeling together. Now, what happens after those moments of presence is that we go back to being human outside of presence and we go back to thinking and we go back to um, formulating beliefs and we go back to choosing sides and we go back to um, like taking action and making decisions. But there are moments that we all just feel together. And the reality is that in the same exact moment, in, in the picture of a human suffering, some of us are celebrating and some of us are, are suffering. And it's not about who's right or who's wrong. It's about being in that moment together where we're all human. That's, that's the win. That's not a win about who's right and who's wrong and who, who wins and who loses and who fails and who succeeds. If we could see the humanity in that moment, the win is that there's a presence where we're all just painfully human. Um, flawed and beautiful and real it seems like if i wanted to get really good at anything in my life or help other people facilitate anything in theirs it would be to just be witnessed how hard and awesome it is to be human like that's presence is just being with all of it at the same time together. And being present together, even when you're experiencing a different feeling of the moment. Now, this client, who again, 
found me because of my abortion work and um and who I help I'm going to call it um I don't want to give too many details away about her but um she is very um very skilled and um whew, and uh renowned I don't know she she participates in an activity that is most similar to a sport. I don't even know what she would call it, but I'll call it most similar to a sport. So a lot of our coaching is around her experience of being at those events, those competitions. And we do some work around um, around visualizing her win, around being being present to all the feelings of being in the competition. Um, and so today we were talking about, um, and I know I'm saying I'm a lot, so just, you just got to roll with me. There's like a lot of thoughts going through my head right now. Uh, we talk a lot about, she came to the call, sorry, she came to the call wanting to talk about her fantasy of winning, right? Like how she plays that movie in her head and what it feels like and how she wants to allow herself to be in that fantasy and experience that joy whether she wins or loses, right? Like the value of allowing yourself the experience of a fantasy whether it ever becomes true or not. And neither of us ever know where our conversations are going to lead, but they always lead somewhere amazing. And I definitely honored that truth for her. But the question that I asked her at the beginning of this coaching call when she, when she came to me with this, um, this new willing this new desire she has to enjoy the fantasy no matter what happens um was the question I asked her was how is every win everyone's win because in her fantasy there is a win right there is a first place there is a um there is an acknowledgement of you are the winner (laughs) and so my question to her was how is oh God, this is hard. How is every win, everyone's win? Reason is hard is not because of her competition. It's not because of her sport. It's not because of her lifelong commitment to this passion she has. Um, but because of what's happening in the world right now, and the question can be asked in the other direction, right? How is everyone's lo- how is every loss everyone's loss? And so we talked about the presence in that moment um, where in her fantasy she is so immersed in the moment of the win and every single person at that event is present at that moment when they announce the winner, when they... um, adorn the winner 
everyone in that in 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 that event present to that event is witnessing a moment and in that moment some <laughs> I don't even know how to explain this some people are feeling celebration and some people are feeling loss some people are feeling some people are there in their very first competition some people are there in their third or their 31st or their last competition everyone's there with a different story and a different experience and a different desire but there are these moments and sports music theater they are good examples of how there are these moments where no matter the outcome everyone is present at the same time some are present in celebration and some are present in suffering and then the whole spectrum in between and that even for her in that moment whether she wins or she loses again both those words being relative and nuanced and what does it even mean but in that moment of presence if she can really be there and just be is her first show her third show her 31st show her last show her wins her losses all of it is there in that moment and the magic of that moment is that we're all experiencing it together even though some of us are suffering and some of us are celebrating and she described kind of bouncing between like five pages of notes from this call but she described that in her fantasy she doesn't know how to feel in that moment when she visions that moment where she wins it um there's a lot happening and and she describes it all but there's also this language of like i don't know how to feel and i think a lot of us you like i've been using that language a lot right now in the news a lot of us say that about things right like i don't know how to feel and I think we use that language, I don't know how to feel, because really, we're feeling all of it in that moment. Like, what we really mean when we say, I don't know how to feel, is that I don't know what to pick. Because we think we're supposed to pick. There's that moment um, in her fantasy where she's like, I've, I feel so much right now. I almost don't know how to feel. And it's because socially we've been sort of trained to think we're supposed to pick what to feel. And so what we're really saying is I don't know what to pick. But the answer is to not pick. And the answer is to hold it all. Like all of it. And we don't have to know what to feel. We just feel. We just feel it all. We feel the celebration and we feel the suffering and we feel the presence of being with other humans who are also present with you at the same time. 
And that's what happens at the end of the competition when you are adorned with the reward of that particular, like the external reward of that particular competition, right? In that adornment, so many people are together in one moment at the same time. And they're all feeling something different. And and the real win in some ways is just to hold everything and be witness to everyone's experience of that presence, of that present moment. Oh my God, this is crazy. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, yikes. Uh, so... When we were, when I asked her the question, how is every win everyone's win? We came to this place of like the win is the presence. The win is that we're all present together at the same time. And I don't know what happens when a whole lot of humans are present at the same time, but something happens because <laughs> there's some kind of energy that happens when we're all, and that that's all these calls to like, stand with humanity like this this war right now this outrage right now this horror right now is is a call to be human together and to witness everything and that no matter what you're feeling in that moment you're feeling it together and we really are all connected that we're experiencing it together and that is the that is the value, like, I mean, we all know, probably, if we're listening to this podcast, that there's value in presence, right? Like, be here now. Um, the goal is to just be present. <laughs> like, we all know that, but, like, I think this is what it means, and I think we can see the value of being present in these extreme moments where like everyone is together at a competition and there's a win or a loss or there's a particularly notable thing that happens and everyone has that moment where their breath is like taken away because they're just so present and some of them are everyone's there at a different spectrum of like Someone hopes it's a home run and someone hopes it's not a home run. Someone hopes it's a win and someone hopes it's not a win. Um, sports and music and theater and like a lot of, you know, an election. Like there's a lot of things that that we could see that moment in. But I think war is one of those things too. It's like when that missile hits like someone is celebrating and someone is suffering and we don't have to pick who's right or who's wrong don't get me wrong eventually we do have to make choices we do have to make decisions we do have to take action but if we can let ourselves just be in the moment it will influence our next choices, our next actions, our next decisions in a much more purposeful, valuable, grounded way. Whereas when that moment happens and we can't just harness it for three seconds, 30 seconds, however long we can harness the presence of that moment, 
and we just jump to who's right and who's wrong and who won and who lost and was it worth it? Was it not worth it? Is it ugly? Is it beautiful? Um, the more we can just be in that moment where everything is happening at the same time. No, God, this is so hard. Um, the, the more purposeful and intentional the next decisions and actions we make will be. Right, like we're gonna have to act as humans. We're gonna have to decide as humans. We can't just sit there and be present and and meditate all day and solve all the world's problems by by being in a moment. But the more moments we can be in together, the more effective and beautiful and purposeful our actions toward a better humanity for everyone can be. And I've been really struggling with like, what's, you know, it sounds like a not a nice voice in my head is like, what's wrong with you, Amanda? Like, stop being so obsessed with this current events and like what's happening in the world and um, step away. But there's something here that's so important for me and my work that I need to be paying attention right now. And I think part of it is that there's this, I don't know, I keep trying to like sort of post about it in a way that makes sense, but I know I'm just formulating it in my head. But I'm going to try and find that post as I talk. There's there's a realization I've had that my work around abortion is is this work, right? It is this it is this acknowledging the gray. But I think the reason that I'm finding so much connection to to this um situation right now in Israel and Palestine, this war, this terror, this horror is because there's an exploration in it of life and death and peace and violence and God's will and human's decision. And all of that are the conversations I have every day (laughs) with people about their abortions. There's this reckoning of life and death and peace and violence and God's will and human decision and grief and relief and gratitude and grievance and the work I help people do surrounding their individual abortion decisions is this work. It's this work of holding space for all of it at the same time and being okay, even if it's just for a moment being okay and if we could do that for each other in the abortion conversation if we could just sit together and say like you see this as murder and I see this as as choosing life my life right if we could just sit together and hold space for everyone to feel something different at the same time in a moment (laughs) there'd be so much more value that follows.
but instead we aren't present in the moments, the hardest moments of humanity, whether they're choosing abortion or or death and destruction in war or an election or whatever it is, right? Like instead of more of us taking that moment to pause and be, just be, we jump immediately to who's right and who's wrong and what's what do we need to do next and and we're not being pre- present to witnessing the human experience in all its flavors so that we can move forward more purposefully. Um, ugh, my head is like buzzing right now. Um, let me just look quickly at these notes. But um, one thing that we talked about with her competition is that the acknowledging that the presence of that moment where someone is crowned the winner, right? Where someone is adorned the winner and everyone is there together for a fraction of a second feeling that moment together. Um, the, the presence in that moment is the win. And what we can do with that knowledge is we can move forward knowing that we can access that presence anytime. The extremity of it being the end of a competition or um, or the end of a sports event or the end of a voice competition, like it, it doesn't matter. The extremity of the heightened emotion in that in that presence where everyone's feeling something at the same time is definitely easier to access. But we can access that presence anytime. Like we can breathe in the gift of a moment. Like we can we can experience the presence and the connection to humanity and and the earth and the universe and whatever the fuck else is out there in the moment of adorning someone at the end of a competition, we can breathe in the gift of that moment, but we can also do it on a walk with our dog. We can do it washing dishes. <laughs> we can do it, which is like so annoying, like that all we need to do is be present in everything we do. But it's not cap- we're not it's not possible to do that. But the more times that we can access presence, if we can just breathe in the gift of a moment, any moment, um, we get to be human together like more, right? Because in the moment of the end of a competition, like we had this call about, like everyone's focused on the same thing. And so the presence of that moment is easier to access. But if I'm at home cooking dinner and someone else is bringing their child to the emergency room because of a an injury there's even though we're not aware of each other's experience there's still a present moment that we can stop and just be together because we get to be human together right now no matter what we get to connect to other humans in any moment no matter what we get to connect to nature in any moment, no matter what. 
there's value in something like, you know, something we see globally like war or something we see um, in in what you would call like the negative, but then the positive of like a sports game. I don't, now I'm a little lost, but like any heightened moment where lots of people's eyes are on the same thing, it's a little easier to to stop and go, holy shit, like there's so many of us experiencing this in a different way right now. Um, but really, any moment we're having in our entire day, we can acknowledge like this is an opportunity to just be present together. If I'm present here doing my dishes and someone else is present there um, caring for their sick child, like just our willingness to be present is is the connection like we're all just longing for. <laughs> um, ugh, I'm going to flip to one more page and just see if there's anything else here that I know I wanted to talk about. Um, I will just say, and I... And I think it's, I will, I will have, I'll let this client listen to this episode before I share it, but, um, or at least give her that opportunity. Um, this client also has, has talked to me about some recurring dreams that she has that she has really struggled with, right? Like she's, she's had this recurring dream that makes her question herself, that makes her regret her past, that makes her fear her future, and at the end of our call, she realized that she actually had that dream um, recently and she didn't make it mean anything um, because of the work we've done together. And we just acknowledged that like that is the win. She's still having the dream, but she didn't make it mean anything. And it actually, she the dream was a little bit different, but the win is that she's she had that dream and she didn't wake up and like start pro- replaying her past and projecting her future. Um, she just let it be a dream. She just let it be a moment that was happening, even though it happened in her sleep, but her awareness of it when she woke up, she just let it happen. Like she let it be gray. She let it not mean anything. She let it herself not have to decide, was that good that I had the dream or bad that I had the dream? And her and I were both, this is the second time this week a client has been like, oh my God, how do we even describe these sessions to people? They're kind of insane. Like the 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 work we're doing together is indescribable. And um and she she said, like, will you help me create space for my brain to take the reins and navigate my life and the fact that that dream has been haunting me for years and now I can have that dream and not make it mean anything is proof that I'm going to go back to her words um I'm letting myself live in the gray and in the gray is love like love for me love for others love for life just love and her ability 
to live in the gray right now. And, you know, we were joking on this call, like we need a gray emoji, (laughs) is representative of her ability to be present and to just hold space for everything at the same time. So, whoo. I don't know what I'm going to do with this recording. Um, If you're listening to it, it means I've shared it. Um, Doesn't mean that I've made sense of it all, but I'm the kind of human who's willing to put things out in the world before they make sense. And so that's, that's what you get. Thanks for listening, and as always, please consider sharing, rating, and reviewing this podcast. It helps me reach a wider audience and invites more people to thrive after abortion. If you're someone who chose abortion and find yourself struggling, hiding, or wishing you could move beyond your experience, head over to my website and book a free call. We'll talk about how you can start living the life you made your choice for.